0: you're listening to episode three with the amazing creative life of glow lifestyle photographer and mother Robin Chuby.
1: I think that there's any better time to um, photograph your child seven years old is great seven months old is great seven days old is great you there's not a day that isn't going to be worth it to you as a mother to have photographs of your child they're all going to be just as important
0: hey moms
1: are you tired of being tired?
0: or maybe yelling at your kids, or maybe you need to know how to get your strength back postpartum, or learn to manage your stress trying to do it all, or just to become a more confident mom. If so, then welcome to Citrus Love, keeping motherhood inspired, I'm Christiane Bégin, a mother of two, sharing inspiring conversations with wonderful people on how we can be mentally and physically stronger moms, and also including freshly squeezed ideas, a little bit of fun, so you can learn how to find balance and also how to raise strong, caring, confident kids in today's world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Today, you will be inspired. You don't have to have a professional camera, a fancy camera, just using any camera, an iPhone camera, your phone camera. Today, she talks about Why it's so important for parents to photograph their kids. And not just the pretty moments, birthdays and parties and Halloween and Christmas or whatever you celebrate. It's about the in-between moments as well. So she mentions the one thing we should all be doing with our photos. And how to honor your child's character. Because sometimes our kids hate being in front of a camera or don't want to look at the camera, or don't even want to smile at all in front of camera. So she tell us what to do with those different characters to take great shots. We also talk about newborn photography. When's the best time to photograph your kids? What's the age? And I had to talk to her about Instagram and what she really thinks about it. She is very creative. She gives us simple ideas of how you can make your photos so interesting and how you can use them to document, to storytell. It's all about keeping you inspired today. So I hope you enjoy it. I've implemented them as soon as we recorded this. And I have to tell you, it has made such a difference in how I photograph my kids. It's so much more fun and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for being here today. I'm so excited because I'm also a camera mama. I love taking pictures, but you're the expert. So we're going to dig in into some good stuff today. Um, I want to start out with when I saw your photos on your website and on Instagram. I just thought, wow, these are insanely magical. That's kind of the word that keeps coming because they capture simple moments of everyday life that you normally wouldn't think of taking pictures of because usually we think of big events like weddings and birthdays and vacations. Yeah. So I thought that was really different and, and beautiful. So one of the things you mention on your website is you take these everyday moments, and you add kind of this magical touch, but you see the extraordinary in the ordinary. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it used to be in my bio as well. But yeah, that's what I like to That's Um, how
0: you described it. Exactly. For an example, for moms and parents listening, there was one that I went to that one. A child waiting to take a school bus. And then you have two kids. I don't know if they were yours, but riding a little car. Fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. And then like a little girl sitting in a puddle, a little boy eating an ice cream on a swing. So these are just a few examples of what you had. How do you get inspired to see these, to capture these in-between moments that, most people wouldn't think of oh this would be a great picture do you have your camera with you all the time or do you have an idea beforehand
1: um well it's a combination of both so with let's say for those images um specifically like the one of my son waiting for my daughter Mm -hmm. it was actually a couple weeks before we were waiting for my daughter in the rain and mm-hmm. he had his little umbrella. He was a mess, though. He was less um, less put together than that. Day. <laughs> and but in in that moment when the bus was coming and I saw him waiting, I mm-hmm. thought, oh my god, this would make such an amazing picture. And mm-hmm. so I actually keep a little file in my iPhone. And anytime I see something or I think up an idea, I put my I put my little ideas into my notes in my iPhone.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I don't forget about them, but I made a note basically that the next time it was raining, I was going to just hand him his rainbow umbrella and his yellow raincoat because I knew that that would look really good in that scene. And I would have him just stand there waiting for her the exact same way that he was. And I would just be ready with my camera this next time. So sometimes um, the moments happen and I'm watching them happen. And I know it's something like it's part of our routine. And that's when I will decide, okay, I want to document this at some point And I want to be like, I want it to still be artistic in, in the way that I like to shoot and how I like to storytell. So I'll mm-hmm. decide what lens I'm going to use and kind of how I want, what I want my kids to be wearing. Oftentimes, I will also um, dial them a bit, like I kind of get them into a cute outfit, or they're both in cute outfits. And then I'll be like, let's go out and have an ice cream on the swing. I don't guide them past that. I just have my camera ready. So okay. it's more like um, uh, some. sometimes I will craft uh, – sometimes I'll have an exact image in my head. Sometimes I just get them kind of dressed, how they'll look cute, and then I'll just have my camera ready. And then other times I will um, – be photographing them doing whatever they're doing. I have my camera sitting out all the time like it's sitting on my counter in my kitchen people are like oh don't you want to put your camera away and I'm, if I put it away I'll never be ready like I'll never have it yeah. So just literally around my house all the time I in fact wish that I had a second and soon I will have a second one and then I'll have two laying around so I mean if something happens to the camera I mean you can fix a camera if you don't ever have it out because you're worried it's going to get um you know wrecked or broken or whatever then you're never going to have it out so yeah um, but yeah, so a lot of times I will shoot. Just I'll grab it in a in a rush. Um, there's some of my kids jumping in the puddles. That was just it was raining. They ran out the way that they were. I have a couple of them just in their raincoats. They went out and did their thing. I ran in and just grabbed my camera. But that's where I like to take that moment and edit it in a way that really adds to it. So in my mm-hmm. Instagram, you can see a lot of before and afters too, where the mm-hmm. first picture looks like it was just a boring everyday, you know, uh, iPhone image. But it's just taken with a camera that has enough information that you can really play with that image and make it into something super magical. So that's why I like to say that I see the extraordinary in the ordinary, because I know that I can take an image mm-hmm. and using different tools, using Photoshop, using Lightroom, mm-hmm. I can turn that into something that's really, really cool and add to it whatever I want to add to it.
0: And you also mentioned that you describe yourself as the family historian. Did you always have this passion for storytelling, or did you always use a camera to to share
1: your stories? So I always have loved um, photography. My mom actually was my family historian, and she took my picture all the time when I was a kid. Anytime I came out wearing a cute outfit, and I was always into fashion, like from when I was four on, <laughs> I would come out like dressed up in a nighty with a belt and socks and the whole thing, and she would be like, come pose over here. And so by the time I was about 20, in my early 20s, I mean, we were still using film cameras and disposal mm-hmm. cameras to, to shoot everything, but I had set up, I have pictures of myself, you know, 18, 19, 20 in these setup scenes posing with, you know, my room all decorated or whatever. And I, I still have that so I think that that was something I was definitely crafting little scenes and and whatnot early. By the time I got a DSLR, I was 28. I didn't have kids yet, and I started shooting me. And me and my girlfriends would go out on these photo adventures. So I have photos of me actually in Alberta because I was living in Edmonton at the time. Yeah. And we would go out to like Alberta Lake and you know go and shoot there, or we would go out to like the fields with the canola and shoot there. So. I started doing the photography thing early and loved it, but I think it's because my mom and I, we all loved looking at the pictures she took of us as kids. And she has so many like a year and- my whole first year, an album for my whole second year, <laughs> an album. And so I've done that for my kids because it's just kind of, I know how much it meant to me and how much yeah. I love looking at them now. So, and
0: were, were they all portraits, families, no. kids, or landscape?
1: Yeah, I shoot everything. So on my Instagram, you'll just see my kids on my Facebook business page, which I don't know if you've been on, it's mostly all clients, because I shoot clients. Um, And then on my website, it's kind of a combination as well. But what you don't see is that I have, I shoot almost every day. um, And I don't, always edit them all fancy, I just put them through Lightroom, and then I keep them. So I I have so I have I have images from every day or every second day of our everyday life. If my son's playing with Lego, I'll just get out my camera, shoot a bunch, I'll keep like three or four. And then if my daughter's, you know, in her room playing with her little LOL dolls, I'll shoot a bunch, I'll shoot, you know, from far away, her playing with them in her room, so I get the whole room, I'll shoot close up, They'll shoot just the dolls in her hands and I'll try and tell the whole story. And that's how I'll also shoot my clients. It's kind of like a big scene, closer in, closer in, portraits and then details. Mm. So very much how people, um, how filmmakers shoot um, a movie. You'll have a big scene showing where characters are. It'll move closer to someone having a conversation. They'll be handing them something and it'll zoom in on their hands. Very much like that is how I like to shoot. Uh, when I'm shooting uh, on on a session or if I'm shooting my kids or family doing something.
0: I know that now with iPhones and cameras and everything, not a lot of people actually print out their photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, They keep them on their phones. What do you do with your
1: pictures? So um, I have a yearly album that for each of my kids, and I'm thinking I'm going to start to combine it because I figure now once they're both in school, I'll have less, (laughs) I'm not going to (laughs) have as many photos as I've had for the first five years. Um, We'll see though, who knows. But I, I do, um, I have photos printed all over my house in frames, uh, which I will switch out. And then I have an 11 by 15 album done for them. So most of the, and, and I put large size pictures in there for like when I have really something really beautiful and then I'll do collages in them. And so, and I love that so much because my kids and my, and my um, in-laws and my mom they can all sit there and kind of leaf through it because no one's going to ever go back through a year of Facebook images. It just gets boring. It's not, it doesn't have the same effect. You might think, Oh, you know, I like to think of it like edible content. Like once you've eaten it, it's over. So when you post um, your newest Facebook picture, everyone will go, Oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. You'll get a bunch of comments on it, likes, but then no one will ever go back to it. Once it's Mm -hmm. been done, it's over. And so you don't want that to be your kid's childhood, your family's, you know, stories. I think that when you have an album that you can look at and flip a page, it's more like looking through a magazine or a book, right? Mm -hmm, Exactly. Do you do
0: some uh, printouts in book form, book format, as opposed to just printing the pictures?
1: Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry that the albums that I make are a, a photo book.
0: Okay, there's
1: captions in there. It has what's where I was, where we were at that time. Uh, Our family moved a lot. When I had my daughter, um, I had, we had Lila in Winnipeg. And when she was a year, we moved outside of Toronto. Uh, She was almost three and I, Cade was 18 months. We moved to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And then we moved from Vancouver back to Winnipeg this past fall. So there's a lot of places in there that I, if I wasn't keeping track of people mm-hmm. and places and everything, I wouldn't necessarily remember it all. So that yeah. was also a way for me to remember where we were and what we were doing and what was going on. And my kids' first year album, I actually have a whole bunch of pictures and then one month their milestones and then a bunch of pages of pictures. And then the two-month milestones so that I don't have that just written in a baby book. It's all together. That's
0: great. That's really amazing. Cool. I mean, I know my mom took a lot of, of photos of us when we were young. And we put them by year in in photo albums. And now it's just fun to go and look through them. And oh when you're that young you don't remember what you did or where you went so now you see them and you're like oh my god or look at my haircut and look at the clothes I wore and it's
1: so fun and the and the cool thing is too is I feel like when I'm looking at photos of myself when I was three four five I may not remember specifics Mm -hmm. but I will when I'm looking at that photo be like oh I remember something about that time yeah So it does jog your memory and you might remember, you know, I might look at a picture of me at at my cabin when I was uh, five years old, but I'll remember like fishing on the boat. But when I look at that, it jogs those other memories, which is really, really interesting and really cool, but it's tangible. And I think everyone, oh my gosh, if you don't print your photos, it's just unbelievable the difference when you have them in your hands and you're looking at them. Mm -hmm. it's not lit up it's not a light on a phone it's not a device it's like that's a true photograph right in my mind anyway
0: yeah I did a photo book for my son he's three and a half now and I did it the his first year just leave it out and he goes through it every once in a while like it's a book and he he's like oh wow wow and he's like so happy I'm like oh yeah
1: My kids didn't like necessarily all of those photos being taken, but boy, do they like looking at them now. So I keep trying to remind them when now when they say like, mom, like, you know no camera or you know we don't want to you know we don't want to do because sometimes i do you know i do get them dressed up and i do say we're going to go out and we're going to do some photos wherever if i had an idea they uh <laughs> they you know i have to get them to cooperate with me a bit mm-hmm. but they'll say you know oh we don't want to and then i'll say you know what do you think when you look through all of those other albums don't you love all those photos well yeah we do well, if you don't want to cooperate, then I can't get any more.
0: Yeah, exactly. A question I wanted to ask you, your kids, when they were in the toddler years, did they, were they okay with you photographing them? Or when did they start asking you not to? Or
1: Oh, yeah, it was, it, it's actually, they'll never ask me not to photograph them if I'm just documenting like mm-hmm. if they're just playing, they're so used to it. They don't even notice me there. It's more like when they're doing something else and then there's an, a crazy, amazing sunset. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to go out now and do this because, <laughs> you know, it's the time. That's when, right, and, it, and it never really, um, they were never really uh, opposed to it. And my son still isn't, but it's more my daughter because she's seven. So now she might be doing something else. You know, mm-hmm, she's watching mm-hmm. a show where she's playing like in the yard, and I'm like, "Oh, come with me, come with me," and she's like, "Mom," you know. But uh, I usually, we usually strike a deal now because she's at that age. How old are your kids? My, my son just turned five, and Isla okay. is seven. Yeah, she's been she turned seven in April, so she's kind of. I think it, school has a big part to do with it, right? Because they become a little bit more independent. They start to have their friends and their time with friends. And they're also, there's a lot more s- structure at a, at a seven-year-old's, like in a seven-year-old's life. So they're like, in the morning, you do, you know, breakfast and whatever. And then in the afternoon, that's where the big part of your day is. And the evening is really about relaxing. But in the summertime, the evening is when the light is the best. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to convince these kids to, to go out when it's like 9 p.m. Because that's mm-hmm. what sunset is. And they're done. <laughs> they're like, oh. <laughs> We just want to watch a movie right now. And I'm like, come on. Um, (laughs) When age would
0: you say was the easiest to photograph them?
1: um, Nine months is amazing because they're so happy and laughing and they can't really move because they're not walking yet. So that's an amazing time. Um, And then like three and a half to like five is usually... Very good for authentic moments. Like don't try and make them sit in the studio. Well, you can, but it, you don't you have very limited yeah. time if you're doing that. Um, but yeah, that's it, because I think at around three and a half, they're more sure footed. So you can kind of mm-hmm. step back a bit and you're more comfortable as a mom letting them explore a bit more and they're really into everything because they're still learning. We're now with Lila, um, and this is something that's something new for me actually, because she's older. I can't really do the same moments that I used to. So it's been a challenge because you can get a three and a half year old to look at a flower with awe because they're they're like they're naturally enthralled by it. But by the time you're seven, those stories that we connect with and what we... because I feel like people r- relate to photography because it brings back a feeling of for them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like waiting for the bus or playing in a puddle. You're like, oh, I remember inside. You're like, I remember being a kid doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I like to, to tell those authentic kind of stories. So now telling Lila, just look at that flower it's not the same anymore. So now I'm trying to get her to do other cool things. I've got some, you know, the shot with her with a slinky, you know, with runners and, you know, shots of, you know, a kid tying their shoelaces. Like these are things that you're like, oh, I'll, you know, you'll relate to that. So I think um as a mom photographer, like in photographing your children, if you want to have beautiful photos for sure, but always keep in mind those authentic things that that make up that age, right? Mm-hmm. So I I try and keep that in mind when I'm deciding what I'm going to document.
0: I read, I think it was maybe in one of your Instagram captions, you said that honoring a child's character is a great way to take beautiful
1: photos of your kids. Yeah. So I think if if you're trying to honor a kid's character, I mean, there's so many ways. Like funny faces, if they're, you know, having a a moment, (laughs) you might just photograph it anyways. Like, I have one hilarious picture. Um, I don't think it's on my Instagram, but it's totally my daughter. She got, I had her picking apples and she got hit in the head with this apple as I was shooting. And it was so funny because I could see her picking this high, high apple. I almost could see it coming. Right. And I was like, pick a lower one. And she was determined. So this apple flew off. So I have it like the apple, like her pulling it off, it hitting her. The next face she made, which was total surprise, and the next face she made, which was a complete meltdown. And <laughs> I I love that. So, I mean, those are those are ways that you can um, honor your child's character and document that because one day they'll see and you'll be able to go look at you. Like, anytime anything happened, whether it was, you know, you stubbed your toe or you broke your arm, it was the same reaction, like the mm-hmm. same, <laughs> you know. And then for for other kids, it might just be, that they're shy. It might be like documenting a child, you know, hiding behind their mom's leg at a session and mom's Uh, like, come on, come out. And you're like, no, 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 don't stop them. Like that's the big thing I think for me is like, don't stop your child in sessions or for my own kids, just you can guide or gently like try and um, give them prompts to move to something else. Don't just stop their natural things they do because once 10 years goes by, that is going to be what you want to remember. Those are going to be the pictures that are going to get you in the heart and be like, Oh, I remember when they used to just hold my leg and hide, and all you would see is a little face peeking around. So, I that's that's really oh, that's
0: beautiful because I was a shy kid and I remember it was always. A smile, sit, smile, look here, look at the camera. That was always the the thing people said and trying to get your pictures taken. And it was so uncomfortable. That's like how
1: most of our pictures were. Yeah, because it's not authentic. And I mean, some kids are just like, I'll go to take their picture and I'll have to tell them the opposite. I'll have to be like, okay, stop smiling and staring at me. Because I don't want that for me I, I know and so many moms are like do you have more pictures of them smiling and I sometimes you know I mean you, you can't say much to you don't want to be you know abrasive to your clients but I'll just be like you know I, I can't give you more pictures of your child smiling if they aren't really a smiley kid and one day it's not going to matter so I try and always just say like trust me in five years the images that you love the most will not be the one where your child was sitting there smiling at me because we told them to it's going to be all the other ones Mm -hmm. you know the one where you're cradling them and their heads down on your shoulder because they're not quite ready to have their picture taken yet Mm -hmm. so I really try and I shoot all of those things and then when I send them back to moms every time those are the favorites they're like oh you know I love this one this one is so real and that's what I feel like you really want to do is get those real images for your family those real moments
0: those unexpected shots so when you do um get like family photo sessions you just how do you guide the family do you, they give you kind of an idea of what they want and you just say like okay just do your thing
1: and no I'll yeah take some I, shot. it's a, yeah usually it's the opposite I'm like don't don't yeah, let me just let me do it. Okay. <laughs> let me guide you. Because okay. I really feel like people hire me and moms especially, like it's really hard. And I'm the same way because moms they they hire me because they love the work that I do, but still deep down they're very nervous and mm-hmm. worried that they're not gonna get the photos that they want. And so there is still an um an element of control from them where they're trying, they'll try to lead the session or they'll say, like, oh, can we do this or can we do that? And I usually just Now, because I mean, I've been doing this for seven years now with clients that I'll just be like, you know what, don't worry, we're going to have amazing photographs, let's just let them play for a bit. And then I'll guide the parents as the child is doing something, I'll be like, okay, you know, the three year old or the two year old, she's having fun looking at this, go and just And I'll say it kind of in this side adult voice because kids don't listen to that voice. I'll just be like, "Okay, go by her and crouch down. And so they'll go beside and crouch down and interact. And so it's so much easier because when you start telling kids what to do, it's very, very difficult. They become normally they'll become a little bit um, opposed to wanting to do the session at all. They'll be just Mm -hmm. done. So you don't want that to happen. So, Yeah. It's, it's more about how I'll I'll do it differently depending on the child. With my own kids, I mean, it's different because they're mine and they know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so they can either be you know, in the mood to, to do it or not, depending on if I'm getting them to, to try and complete a specific idea. And if moms have a specific picture they want, um, I actually just did a really cool session this past week. It was an adoption announcement. I haven't posted it yet, but the mom wanted to do um, the daughter holding a sign saying that they're going to adopt. And I said, like, let's tell a different let's try and tell it in a story versus, you know, putting making a sign because most kids don't want to sit and hold a sign. Moms always want this and (laughs) three year olds want no part of it ever. And it becomes the worst. So I said, why don't we, do you have a cool mailbox or anything around? She said, yeah. And I said, well, why don't we put something in one of the mailboxes and have your daughter there with you and you can have her open it and pull it out. And we'll do like a special delivery kind of story with this item. She ended up ordering this really cool globe because they're um, adopting from overseas. Mm -hmm. And so she got a really cool globe. And now I've got this beautiful story of her with her daughter. And we did them first. I'm like, let's get this one. This is the important thing. We're going to do it right away. So we're not waiting. Um, We'll make sure we have those. And then we'll move on to from the session with the session from there. Um, And they're beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited about them. She's seen a couple sneak peeks and she's in love. So, yeah, I feel like with with young ones, it's um, it's really important to if you have something in mind you really, really want as a mom from your photographer or for your kids yourself, you have one shot you want. Just do it because you may only get that one don't wait and and try and do it later on if it's if that's what you want so with my kids if I have a specific image in mind that I want to get exactly that is the only one I will try and get from them so a lot of the images you see on my Instagram that look more planned yeah that's all I wanted that is all I asked for them and usually I I get the shot I need between five and ten minutes and that's it and then I'm done and they go back and do whatever they want
0: as quickly as that yeah because then yeah. they get tired or irritated, or
1: and then they won't do it at all.
0: So it has to be quick. So you kind of need the the idea before.
1: Oh wait, everything has to be ready. My camera will be ready. My lens is ready. The props, if I have a prop I want to use, is ready. If I'm shooting like ones in their room, whatever, I have everything set up. So when it's ready, I tell them, "Okay, come on in." And, you know, if I have an outfit for them that I want them to wear, if I'm working with a brand or something and I have something specific I'm trying to show, because uh, I do work with, with different brands, too, and, and have to shoot the product once I've, you know, been paid. Um, but uh, I'll have everything ready and set and I'll be like, hey, come in. I just need five, five minutes of their time, usually. And once I have the one shot that I need, that's it. It's just one. <laughs> and then I'm done. Do you do any newborn shots? Yeah so uh, I have I'm I actually over the last year because we just moved I'm very very behind on posting client work on my uh, website and on my Facebook page I just did a newborn session um, at a family farm. It was awesome. I don't shoot posed newborns. I don't, I don't, uh, bring them into a studio and and wrap them and put them into, you know, props and things like that. Mm -hmm. I, I really, really deeply believe that those newborn days are the most important ones to document in an authentic way. Mm. So I love having um, the lifestyle shots. So in, in the home or in the yard or on a, like I ha- I'll have them out, but I don't, um, I don't do anything super um, Pro- stuff yeah I mean the mom's styled and the and dad will be styled they'll all be dressed nicely let's say or or be on a bed but the moments are really authentic and the poses are really authentic so it'll be more mom holding baby dad holding baby you know the siblings together and I I kind of just let them do whatever comes naturally and I'll guide mom and dad and and siblings to do certain things but as far as the newborn is concerned I don't try and force the baby into any kind of anything Mm -hmm. not myself
0: How many weeks is the ideal time to shoot a newborn? Or is it 10 days?
1: So that's way more important, um, honestly, when you're doing studio newborn shots. When you have a photographer who's going to be wrapping and bending because their arms are really pliable and and they're very sleepy. So those photographers will have a whole different thing. I have shot newborns. I just actually did an outdoor newborn session. She was one month old with her mom and very alert and the pictures are stunning. And that mom, if mom's not ready yet, like, I feel like that's another big part of it. Like you might just not be ready by day five to have your, your baby in a photo shoot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work. It's very, it's very stressful. And some moms are like, that's what they want. And if you want it, goodness go for it go to a studio with their I love the photos it's just not how I shoot but lots of the moms have even messaged me and been like a week in let's say and said you know what I just don't feel like having my photo taken with this baby (laughs) girl just girl just take iPhone photos and whatever with your husband right now and call me when you are ready to you know just hang out with me and have me document and feel like you look good. And like your house looks good or wherever we choose to go to. And that's your, your, cause then you're going to look at those photos and remember that feeling, right? Like they go exactly. hand in hand. Cause some moms will go to the studio and it's like a four or five hour ordeal. And then her and you you and the dad are fighting by the end of it. And it's 30 degrees in the room to keep the baby happy and asleep. And you leave, and, and now you look at those photos and go, boy, those are pretty good-looking photos. Like, <laughs> that was a horrible day. The behind the scenes, we're in different story Yeah, like, and you'll remember that. So it's, I mean, even go do both if you want. Have a lifestyle shoot when you're ready, and, and go into a studio just to have those studio, you know, those perfect newborn photos if you want that, too. Some moms do do that. It's all it's all up to the mom, but I, I don't think that there's any better time to um photograph your child. 7 years old is great, 7 months old is great, 7 days old is great. You there's not a day that isn't going to be worth it to you as a mother to have photographs of your child. They're all going to be just as important.
0: Yeah, that's good. I want to ask you about the art of taking photographs because some people you talk to some people and they say, "Oh, I'm horrible at taking pictures and that's not my thing. You describe yourself as an artist, photographer for taking photos of kids and family. How is your mindset or maybe technique different to saying I'm not just taking a photo, I'm
1: creating art? Yeah. So I I think the first part of it is telling a story. So in my mind, I'm always trying to think of how I'm going to tell. The maximum story in one image. If it's something for my for my Instagram or something for my family, or let's say that adoption notice. In my mind, I'm thinking, how could I with because they it's they say a picture says a thousand words, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about a photograph um, in a storytelling way, I want someone to look at my photo and be able to put together either the story I was trying to tell or their whole own story in their mind. Everyone's going to have their own kind of take, just like when you look at a a piece of art, it's going to be, you know, there's, if you look at the great masters and how they created a scene, you might see like a mother holding a baby and there's a cat, you know, tugging at a curtain in the background and she's got her kitchen stuff nearby. And it's this beautiful scene and you can kind of see what a day in their life was like from that one painting right Mm -hmm. so I kind of I kind of like to look at it that way is that you're trying to tell a story now the other way you can tell a story is that cinematic way uh like the picture of Lila where she's sitting in the puddle I actually posted a series of images onto my uh stories where it was her there another one with her and my son a close-up of just their feet in the puddle and you can tell a story that way as well, so with a series of images. So when you're, when I think about photography, I like to think about it um, as documenting the same way you would almost tell a story. So if you wanted to tell a story about, you know, what was going on, you would start with a beginning and a middle and an end to your mm-hmm. story. And yeah. so if, if moms can kind of think about that, so let's say your child is playing with Lego, you can start with them dumping out their Lego bucket, which they love to do when they're little and just dump the entire thing. Out. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no. So instead of saying, no, you'll have your camera and you'll be like, yes, for that one minute. And then, you know, take watch them, you know, putting things together. So then taking a little bit farther away than a close up of their hands and maybe their feet by the pile, maybe a close up of the Lego with them blurry in the background and then like a photo of you know putting it all back in. And if you get really handy and crafty, you can get a tripod, set it to automatic fire, and you can just have yourself in there cleaning up the Lego too. And that tells the whole story. <laughs> but
0: That's funny. You just gave me an idea because my my daughter, she's one and a half. So she's in this phase of going in the bathroom and just taking the toilet paper roll and putting it everywhere in the house. And she did that uh, yesterday. And I'm like, that would be a good way of documenting it because this is something that happens to every kid, but we, we don't think it's a good image to remember because it's maybe the moments that you weren't happy about or frustrated and for me i always thought you want to remember the good times so that's usually
1: when i take photos see i think it's not that you want to remember the good times i feel like more in the moment you want those idealistic things in this moment when you're actually thinking about what you want to remember the funny things are the best things like Mm. the sad things are the, are the, you know, like those are the things that stick out in your own memory. You never remember that perfect day where everyone sat perfectly on a bench and, you know, Mm -hmm. was dressed up and looked for it. You don't remember those things in your mind. And I mean, those photos I do think are important too. Like I definitely have my parents and my kids just together, you know, uh, everyone looking at the camera because that's almost like a likeness. It's like remembering someone's face the way they, All together as a family, like that kind of portrait. I think it's important to have some of those. Mm -hmm. But on a day to day thing, like what you're talking about your daughter doing, I would be like following her like a little uh, paparazzi. (laughs) I would watch, like when I see her go into the bathroom, I would sneak up and just like shoot with half the door frame in the frame. So Mm -hmm. you're just, you can tell from that photo that you were peeking through the door. You can see the outside of the door even. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you just see her like, maybe just her her backside and then you know and then as she's playing with it start going in there and get her little hands or feet follow her see what she does and put that together in a little montage in her album and be like one day you're going to show her like this is what you used to do you know those are those are like
0: that's amazing you know i never thought of that i actually never thought of that and but you're giving me ideas now it's it makes it more fun because i'm like the smile oh they're building legos or they're painting and these are all fun moments and that's usually when i think of taking pictures because that's what I've been taught to do yeah and, um, but this is in a different way of looking at it so I think it it makes it more real and I know like with social media everyone's starting to get into show your authentic selves and yeah. you know, behind the scenes and so this is also a good way of connecting with people and other moms and
1: just
0: <laughs> sharing what's really going
1: on for sure and if you and depending on how you shoot it and depending on how you edit it like those images can be complete, like so artistic. If you just, I mean, if you shoot the everyday with your, you know, with your iPhone, you can still tell your story. If you're wanting it to be more like what you would um, let's say if you're uh, thinking about getting into photography as a business, it's about doing those same exact things, but just polishing up your edits a bit more and getting more of a style so that, when you're, you know, printing or when you're uh, posting those same everyday images, they just look super magical because they were edited to be that way. Um, and that's, that's the only difference between like the everyday image and like a fancy, you know, photography image is yeah. more the post-processing. It's what you're doing with that image after.
0: I've noticed that when I ask someone else, like even my partner, to take uh, photos of myself or with my kids, you're cropped out of the frame or too much of the ceiling or the sky Uh and thought like this was something that was like a basic thing. You just center the people in the frame if that's the easiest thing. But most often when I ask someone to take photos, that's not what's happening. Often it's either (laughs) blurry and I could not understand. I'm like, for me, I thought it was like simple. So are there a few tips you could give to kind of, some basics of how
1: to have uh, better pictures so i mean an easiest way if you're using a dslr like if you're using a a dslr camera even if you're newbie it's going to be easier to shoot more in the frame and then crop it later than it will be to get it perfectly in the frame because i mean even for me I will have images where in the moment, like I'm shooting my kid running or jumping or doing something and I I will crop out, you know, their leg or an important part of the scene. I will often be, I I can rebuild stuff. So sometimes I'll take a picture after I'm done shooting, I will step back and take a picture of the whole area that I was shooting on for clients too. So I can composite. So that means to put two or more images together. Okay. I would that glad too, because everyone's going to do it in the heat of the moment. You get, you get nervous. You see something amazing happening and you're like, God, ah, I don't want to miss it. <laughs> then you just shoot. And then you look and you're like, ah, so I get, I still get blurry shots. Even with my, with my DSLR, I might, I, if I'm shooting something with clients, especially with busy toddlers that are going crazy, I might, I might miss focus on tons, but hopefully I'm getting enough in focus that I can, you know, use those instead. So basic rules of composition, I would say, take a step back. Don't be too close. If you're trying to show a whole scene, you can always crop in closer, which you can't add unless you really know what you're doing. And then it's very time consuming. Um, And then if your child is running towards something or moving towards something, you'll want them on, on whichever direction they're facing, you'll want more room in front of them. So if they were running, in, in front of you from your right hand to your left hand you mm-hmm. want to get more space in front of them because that's l- showing where they're going yeah. in the photo and if they were going from your left to your right you would want more room on the right hand side of them camera right um, are there
0: uh specific angles that are good like you want to get to their eye level or taking a bit um higher mm-hmm. or lower what's what's good so if
1: if you shoot from from adult standing height looking down on a child, you'll you'll make them look really small. So that kind of can show you um, how little some some your child was, especially yeah. like if you shoot them, you know, when you're in, like you shoot them holding your leg and you're looking right down on them, they're gonna look smaller. If you shoot from way low looking up, they can look really big. So I will choose, I will make those choices, and um, depending on the story that I'm trying to tell. So if I'm, you know, if I want to show them a Cade, let's say playing with his Tonka trucks and he's in the sandbox, I want him, I want to shoot from low going up because he's going to look big and they're going to look big and it's got that child kind of feel because when you're little, you're looking up at everything, right? Yeah. And then if I'm shooting straight on, then that's usually because I'm storytelling from a voyeur point of view. So okay. basically wherever you want, when, when I'm shooting, I kind of think about what do I want the person looking at this photo to feel like they were standing? Because that's essentially what's happening is when someone looks at a photo, they will feel like they're the ones looking from wherever that camera was. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're going way down, to a child playing then that person feels like they're down on the floor with a child in that photo. If you shoot from up above, the person looking at the photo feels like they were looking in. So, it's really what story are you trying to tell? Like with your daughter with the toilet paper for instance, where I said stand outside the door and get a bunch of the door frame? Yeah. Cuz now the person looking goes, "Oh, I could see she came around the corner and she stood outside and That's where it was happening, you know, (laughs) through the door, the scene of the crime.
0: So it's okay not to get their face all the time.
1: You don't know. And yeah. absolutely not. You, you can have cropped heads. You can have cropped arms. The, the, a great quote is like you learn all the rules and then you can choose when to break them. There are no steadfast rules about exactly how you need to shoot or, or what composition you use. What that really actually becomes is a stylistic choice. So um, when you look at different photographers, they will especially after a long period of time you'll usually start to notice like a certain style and a certain way that they shoot which just becomes part of your voice right yeah so it's and that's just you decide which way you like the best over a period of years or months or however long you're shooting and and when you look at a photo and you go I really love how that looked like that really was really cool and then you do it again that's it and then sometimes you'll look and go like that did not work out that looked terrible I don't know what I was thinking like and during one session like if I'm trying to get that one shot like Lila with the slinky in my feet I shot her from above I shot her from below I shot her on a like I was on a step stool I got on the middle one I shot her a bunch of different ways and then I picked the one at the end that I like best because sometimes during the moment you don't know which way is going to look best so you just shoot everything I'm just up down sideways whatever
0: I found that to get the best shots when they're moving I put it on continuous shooting mode is that uh what you would suggest because they're because then you can take like multiple shots
1: yeah so when I started out and that is something I think every single photographer does in the beginning you do continuous shooting rapid fire and you're just like you know (laughs) you're just like shooting everything and then but as you As you get to be more experienced, I I don't ever use continuous shooting anymore. I haven't in in many years because you almost become like you're waiting to anticipate a moment. Instead of shooting everything, you'll get to a point after you shoot a lot, a lot like of your kids. If you're shooting like on a daily basis where you're like, I see where the window is. I see my kid walking. I know I want to shoot them when they get to that window. And so you wait and then... Snap when right so when it's ju- right. You just
0: do single shots. Yeah,
1: single shots. Yeah, because I I'm looking at, I'm I'm waiting for that for a specific spot for them to be in usually like because I now after a lot of time, you'll start to think about other things like framing. So you'll notice in my photos, like a lot of times my kid will be like framed in a window or framed between two trees or framed. So in my mind, when I'm looking at the scene, I've already kind of decided where the best spot will be. Or if I'm looking through my camera and I've set up a family and I I'll look around to see what's around them to see if I need to move or where I need to be to to get them framed in the right way with the light in the right spot and all those kinds of things. But in the beginning, I just did what you're doing. I just continuous shot. But then you'll learn because when you look through those continuous shots and you pick your favorite one, there's some time you're going to start to see, oh, I, I really, I picked this one. And think about why. Like that's the best way to learn what your style is and what photography you appreciate the most is yeah. look at an image that really resonates with you and then think to yourself, what is it about this image that looks so good? And that's when you'll really start to To put together in your mind why, when and why an image really works, why it works. Mm.
0: Where do you look for inspiration? Like, do you, are there photographers, magazines, when you're taking pictures or it's just in the moment, uh, ideas you're
1: writing down? No, it can be. So in my Instagram right now, I'm actually starting a new little tab on my highlights, um, because I've started to do these little creativity tips where I'm putting tips of where I find, where I find my inspiration from. I, I have, so one tip I already posted last week was from music. So I did a photo of my kids with, with a whole bunch of red balloons behind them. And that's inspired by that, the song 99 red balloons, which I loved when I was a kid. I don't know if you know it, but Mm. it's an amazing song. It was huge in the eighties, massive. Um, And uh, it's the cutest song if you want to listen to it. But in the song, it's ninety nine red balloons go by. So I had my kids in a field with these red balloons, which they loved. See, when I do stuff like that, they're all in for photos. I'm like, we're going to go to this canola field, and you're going to have these red balloons, and you guys can just go and hang out. And they're like, yes, this is awesome because it's something fun and weird that we've never done before. Um, And so, and then I put all the so I put in there that you can take a song. Uh, and use that as inspiration and think to yourself from that song what kind of photo what kind of image would I have to make that would tell the story of that song or from the chorus or from a verse in an image and use that as inspiration so if you have a a song that really resonates with you you know like it's so funny old town road let's say is a huge song right now (laughs) but you think up in your mind listening to that song you can come up with a lot of visuals that's right like i'm going to tell the story of this song with my kids or with my you know with my couples or whatever it is you use that as inspiration you get an idea in your mind you close your eyes and see the visuals happening and you just pick one recreate it um another tip i had posted was to look at you know fashion magazines and use so i posted lila a picture of her in this huge hat And so I had gotten that from uh, an image from the New York Times that was talking about how these massive hats were super in style last summer. And I just was waiting to find one so that I could shoot Lila in this ridiculous, ridiculously big hat. And even myself, I'm going to shoot, too. But um, I will use stuff like that. Like I'll look at, you know, couture and and find really in Vogue. Vogue is amazing for that. And you can I'll be like, I'm going to recreate something like this. That costs me, you know, $20 as opposed to, you know, $20,000 or whatever it is costing them Yeah. Um, and do it in my own way, but just use that for the inspiration. So you can find it from movies, you can have your kid's favorite children book and look at the illustrations and, and in it and be like, we're going to recreate this with you, you know there's there's art and and inspiration kind of all over the place and then also just like I said watching moments with your kids and when you go like oh my god that was so cute when they did that just write it down because chances are good they're going to do it again and you can be ready or you can also create um the moment like create everything around that moment so that it happens that's good Good tip. So when,
0: once you take your photos, um, which programs do you use uh, to like tweak them a little so bit?
1: I use um, on, on all of the images that anyone will see me posting on my Instagram feed or my Facebook page or my website have all been edited in Lightroom and Photoshop, all of them. Okay,
0: Because sometimes I see uh, photos where it's like you're flying or you're holding a child and they're sitting on books in your yeah. hands, and I'm like, that's, that can't be real. Like, no. <laughs> it has yeah. to be Photoshop, so that's yeah. done. That's all Photoshop, yeah. Five main things you would suggest for parents, for mothers, and moms with cameras, what should they just remember from what we've talked about today?
1: Well, like, I would say from a family historian point of view is yeah. document, The unexpected things that make up your day-to-day life. Document, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the quirks of your child trying to, you know, reach into the refrigerator or, you know, sitting at the table and and with their little kitty plates and, you know, having a mess all over their face. Document the things that are kind of the norm, but that are going to be changing as the years go by. And then I would say print your photos absolutely print them you will never regret printing them put them up in your house children love to see themselves in the home they have a reinforced se- sense of self esteem when you print their photos and put them up they feel like they're in the home they're a part of the family and it reinforces that they proven this it's um there's a few studies out there you can google it um i would say invest if you love photography invest some time in learning how to edit your photos properly i have a workshop um, through hello storyteller um you can find that on my bio in my instagram at life of Glow. and if you want to learn how to make your pictures really look magical because you're into the artistry of it Take that time. Even if you just learn Lightroom, and I mean, there's a million places to learn Lightroom, you're going to get so much more out of your photographs and be able to make them look so much more like you imagine them in your mind and or how they looked in real life because a camera just doesn't do that. You have to kind of add it in. And then the last thing I would say is don't ever be discouraged by the amount of people who like or don't like your photos, or what how the response you're getting on your Instagram or your Facebook, just continue. If you love to photograph your family, you want to document them, you want to learn about photography, you want to grow as an artist, or you just want to do it for yourself. Just keep in mind that it's all practice. My images did not look like they do today. Seven years ago, they were horrible. I thought they were. Amazing. <laughs> they were not. They were terrible, as far as I'm concerned, right now. But at that time, I thought they were beautiful, and other people were telling me oh, they're it's okay, and I was offended. <laughs> I was. You... I was like, what are you talking about? This is art. <laughs> And uh, but over time, you will get better just like anything. There is no nobody is amazing overnight at anything. And so it takes time and, and refinement. But I love all those old ugly memories. I love them all. We all have to start somewhere. (laughs) And my daughter does not have as great of newborn pictures as my son. And that's just the way it is. Because yes. I was not as good of a photographer when she was born as when he was and so on and so forth. So, I mean, you, you're you going to get better. So don't be discouraged. That's, that's the last thing I would say. If you love it, keep up with it. Dedicate some time to it. It's very rewarding to be creative just for the sake of being creative. I don't get paid for any of those. Im- well, m- the majority of the images of my kids, I'm not getting anything for it. I'm just doing it because I love it.
0: A lot of people are focused on, like, finding a cohesive, staying within the same colors and matching and finding your style. And, uh, like, how do you feel about that?
1: Well, um, first, if your style will always be changing and evolving. And mine has changed and evolved dramatically over the last five years. But if you're taking photos and you're editing them and you're doing them in a style that you that you love. And, I mean, it does find, take a little bit of time to fi- to figure out your groove. But if anyone looks at my feed, like we were chatting about earlier, there are a ton of different looks in my images. Some are golden sunset. Some are cool blue evening. Some are bright. Some are more muted. But there is a repetition throughout my feed where you'll see those same Um, things happening again and again. So when you're starting out, if you try and make everything look the same, it's going to be really hard to document your life because you're going to run into all sorts of different lighting, all sorts of different clothing, all sorts of different um, environments. You go on vacations, whatever, and you're going to have to try and find a way to make that all look the same, which is impossible. So I think it's just like when you put on a pair of blue jeans and a yellow shirt, but then you put on, you know, a hat with a little bit of yellow in it. So that makes it, brings it in. And then your shoes might be brown and your purse is brown. And at the end, it all goes together, even though apart, none of those things matched, right? It's about that combination. So it's the same thing with with your feet and with your body of work and with your albums is that there will be things in your style that will always um, unite your images. For me, um, my images are always colorful, they always are contrasty they um you know similar perspectives and those kind of things start to unite your images so don't be concerned about that don't try to be concerned about everything looking the same on your feet as a matter of fact most people are moving away from that now it's becoming out of style because it is just a blend of the same the same mm-hmm. so i mean you're not a, a brand you're a person and so yeah. we have many many different nuances
0: exactly so before my last question can you tell everyone your website again where they can find you on social media about uh, your workshop
1: you bet so you can find me on instagram at life underscore of underscore glow life of glow on facebook i'm life of glow photography Um, my website is lifeofglow.com and my name is robin chuby so you can even search me on google there And my workshop is called Kicking Ass and Taking Frames. And I'm sorry if you're offended by the word. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's an amazing course. It's about getting from a beginner or intermediate into more advanced uh, Photoshop and Lightroom techniques. And it's really about editing and making the average image amazing. So I touch on all sorts of different things, but it's a really, really cool workshop. And it has a two-week live component you get to watch me edit live, which is really amazing. That's something totally different that not many people are doing. So, if you want any more information on that, please feel free to reach out to me uh, via DM. I'm always happy to chat photography. So feel free. Great,
0: great, great. So one question I want to ask everyone that is a guest on the podcast uh, to link it back to keeping motherhood inspired. Um, the name. So we all know that being a mother parent is a roller coaster of emotions and experiences. I'd like to know you personally. How do you keep your mom life, your motherhood inspired? What one thing have you found that kept you inspired throughout your journey? It can be a book, a person, a course you took, a quote, product, a technique to keep you centered, music. What gives you strength and energy and just positive uh vibes
1: um well I think that uh gratefulness which would probably be inspired by Oprah because I love Oprah even though she doesn't have kids she's such an inspirational lady and um trying to stay grateful all the time if you can find in any moment of stress one thing to be thankful for it'll turn around your whole mood Um, and then coffee (laughs)
0: <laughs> you're you're <a> coffee mama.
1: <laughs> I am a coffee mom. I am. I've been drinking coffee this whole time. That's where my strength comes <laughs> from.
0: <laughs> do you have a, do you drink throughout the day, or you have your morning coffee and you're good to go?
1: Oh no, I'm all day. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a coffee microwaver all day. I I take a few sips. I lose my cup. I do a few things. I find my cup. I microwave it. I have a few more sips.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's amazing. Well. Thank you, Robin, so much. I've learned so many things today. And oh, I'm sure everyone will learn uh, too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Citrus Love, keeping motherhood-inspired podcasts. If you think someone would enjoy to listen to this episode, please share it with them. You can share the link wherever you're listening or go to our website at www.citruslove.com episode and the number where you will find the episode as well as all the information about the guests or the specific episode. The best way to get our podcast ranked is by leaving me a review wherever you're listening. Two, three, four, five, six stars. Whatever you feel reflect podcast this will not only let me know what needs to be improved as well as what you particularly love make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you'll get the next episode and thank you so much for listening talk to you next time bye guys